0: Each of our, our jars have got a story on them, mm. you know, they're, they're little quirky little things about that the staff member that the product is named after, and so we get emails all the time for, you know, dear Gary, <laughs> he gets the most. Somebody asked if he was married. <laughs> Not joking, but you know,
1: it's quite funny. Yeah. Is he married? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if, you, for, if you're wanting Gary, he's off the market. Yeah, he's off the market. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to episode 46 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that helps you unlock your storytelling superpower. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Yes, you heard right, a storytelling superhero, because here at Narrative Marketing, we absolutely believe in the power of telling stories, not only to learn and connect, but also to build business relationships and drive sales. On the podcast, I interview a range of storytelling superheroes from all industries and not-for-profits to deliver you strategies that build communication to drive action. Today we head to Berenberg, one of my favourite brands. As an Adelaide Hills girl, I grew up with Berenberg as local produce and their strawberry jam was always a household favourite. They have an authentic and human brand narrative, beautiful premium products and a whole lot of heart in their family-run business. This powerful combination has seen them grow from selling strawberry jam at Adelaide's East End Markets back in the 70s to international distribution and engaged online community of 27,000 social media followers today. For marketing manager Sally Paik, daughter of Grant, who started the business over 40 years ago, the business is almost another family member. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Sally talks about the marketing magic of brand storytelling, shares practical examples of how to engage your staff and recalls fond memories of how it all began. This is Sally's version of Be The Drop. Thank you so much for joining me, Sally, on the next episode of Be The
0: Drop. Thank you for having me.
1: It's an absolute pleasure to be here in the new Birenberg offices. And I know you've brought along your item of significance. Yes. And that's something that connects you
0: with your community. So could you please explain what sure. that is? This is um, my dad's uh, cash bag for the market days. So in the early 70s, he started going to what uh, was in the East End markets um, on Rundle Street there and sell strawberries to the fruit and veg shops, basically. And So you get up at three o'clock, load the truck up, fresh strawberries take them down and sell them. And he spent many years going to the market and developing really great relationships with the fruit and veg shops. And that's basically how our business got off the ground because they were sell- he was selling fresh strawberries and then when he first made strawberry jam, he was selling them the strawberry jam. And because he had all these great friends in the market. So as a kid, it was a big treat to get up uh, in the middle of the night and go down to markets with dad. And he'd always had this bag around his shoulder and this is what it where all the transactions happened. and um every day he'd bring this home and basically hand it to Mum <laughs> when he got home from market, and she would count the money and And that's how Berenbeck started really. So we've kept this, and this is you know quite it has meaning to us because it reminds me of um when I was a kid and happy memories and also. It it kind of is like the start of our business.
1: Yeah, well, from humble beginnings, you know, a a really big business has grown. And now you're working with your brothers as well. And so it's, it's very much been a part of your family. Is it almost like another family member of the business?
0: Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never not had the business around. And we grew up with, you know, when we first started exporting in the early 80s, We'd get phone calls in, in, in the middle of the night and, you know, uh, somebody calling from Hong Kong wanting to order something and mm. mum and dad have to get up and take an order and, you know, uh, faxes coming through at random times of the day. Do you think there are unique challenges within being part of a family business or is it actually unique advantages? Both, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, challenges, I guess, um, you, it's you're never going to walk away. So if something gets hard, you've got to deal with it. You know, I mean, I guess you do have the option of walking away, but you, it's like walking away from your family. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. You're going to stick around. You're going to see it through the, the good times and the, and the not so good times. It's something that we're lucky enough to have been effectively you know, given and we don't want to mess it up. You know, you want to look after it and hand it over in an even better condition to your kids. Mm. And our intention is to keep the business and the family for as long as possible. Mm.
1: And so what is it then, you know, you've you you can't care more and, you know, there's as you said, there's a lot of heart in this business, but business itself is hard. So what is it that you think is the key motivation that keeps you going and
0: keeps you working within this business? What we stand for is offering sharing a taste of the country life with people so our community Um, so when people visit when they eat our products when they pick strawberries so we're sort of I'm you know very driven by that like just sharing what we have and really good quality produce if we're tasting a product here that we're thinking about producing and it's just we just can't get it to the center we want to get it to we won't make it even if it seems like an obvious product for us to make, we just won't do it. We're not going to put something on the market that isn't right. You mentioned then as well, talking about community, and we were talking just briefly
1: before about the different layers of community. Now, you have quite a lot, a wide, diverse range of community. Can you just perhaps explain the different groups that yeah, are part sure. of your community?
0: Well, I, you know, firstly, we have a tourist, de- we're a tourist destination, so we have everybody who visits our farm, suppliers of seed and um, organisations that do research here. We have um, obviously our staff, we've got almost 90 staff now um, and a lot of growth recently with um, our numbers of staff. So we have distributor relationships, we have direct relationships with retailers um, and then I guess, what else do we have? We have, <laughs> we have our online community, mm. so our followers and we've got about 27,000 followers, I, I guess, um, on social media in across the four platforms. And so are you really conscious of all of your touch points and then
1: your communication and the interactions that are happening across all of those? Is that something that's really
0: important with you? Certainly with our um, online community, we try and um, deliver a really consistent, clear message mm-hmm. and actually share content that's, that's really interesting. Um, and then with uh, retailers, we invite um, uh, key contacts with the retailers here to the farm, show them around, go strawberry picking, do some product tasting and get involved in the new product development kitchen mm. and just develop those relationships so they understand where we're coming from and the directions we're heading in. Um, and so they feel like they've got a connection with us. So that's a, a relationships that we take um mm you know, we'll place a lot of importance on. Um, suppliers, our procurement guys go and visit suppliers all year round mm. um, just to keep the relationships up. I mean, we've had, uh, we've got suppliers who've been, um, you know, supplying produce to us for our products for 15 years or so, you know, so it's, it's all about relationships there. Mm. And as you're growing and you said there's
1: been quite a, a rapid growth recently, do you find there's a need to to increase that internal communication?
0: Definitely, yeah. We um, we have been um, holding all, all staff days, so we close everything, we stop production, close everything except for the shop. So <laughs> shop staff uh, keep, keep us going, but um, for one or two days a year. Mm. And we go and um, to really, you know, do activities that bring us all together mm. and also communicate how we Need to interact with the people we come in contact with to make sure our consistent, mm. you know, message is is um, being communicated. Mm.
1: And you've had um, strategies where you've really involved your staff in the products and and named products after staff. Yeah. You know, is that something you think really helps add to that?
0: That sense of really understanding and embodying the value. I hope so. I hope so, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, um it's whenever a staff member reaches five years working for us, they get a product named after them, and we give them the choice, you know now we give them the choice of you know what product would you like? You know they can see what's coming through the pipeline. And I think so there's a sense of ownership of it. And I like to think that um, people really um it just makes you feel included and um it's just you just get a kick out of it you yeah. know we give everybody a carton when it first comes off the um production line to give to their friends and family and i hope it does i hope it uh, that's the intention so yeah so that the label change in itself and
1: you know the progression that you've gone through in that really sort of tangible communication of of your brand you know, can you explain a little bit about that process? And I, I know you've got a, a, sli- a few slightly different labels coming on now as well. So,
0: you know, what's the history there? Well, we just, we knew that we needed to um, update our labels and it kind of all happened at the same time. We had feedback from a retailer, we had feedback from consumers and we had our marketing people, you know, it was a marketing um, consultancy firm that we'd worked with who were sort of saying, look, people who don't know, Handorf or Berenberg, um, so I guess eastern states, they don't know, they think you're a European brand or they don't know, they don't get at the story. Mm. And also, you know, we knew that our products looked a little bit dated and, you know, we liked that look because we'd grown up with it and it had meaning to us with the Handorf heritage side of things. Um, but we sort of realised that um, we needed to appeal, do something to appeal to a more contemporary, wider audience. And so we went through a process of, you know, looking at different creative concepts. And this is the one that we thought, okay, that's going, that's for us. That's the look and feel. We're a premium product um, with a premium price. And so we needed to really convey that Mm. um, and really have something that we loved as well, you know, and without losing too much of the heritage. Mm. So that was tricky balance and at the time, we had a lot of feedback from sort of, you know, people who are very attached to the brand saying, what have you done, what yeah. have you done? And, you know, and so that was hard, but what we realised was that they cared. Because if you've grown up with a brand, you know, you think about brands that, you're, that you just sort of have around your whole life in, in the fridge or the cupboard, and if they do something radical, like make a, a, a real change, it's kind of, you almost feel offended. You,
1: know? <laughs> you didn't ask me about yeah, that. Yeah, so we
0: totally, we absolutely got that because it was quite a wild, you know, change, like as in, you know, so different. Uh, and the personalisation was something that made sense for us as well. It's something that we could offer that the, the, the brands, I guess, that, that we compete with in the supermarket shelf, mm-hmm. Uh, can't do.
1: No, so it's very uniquely you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In that digital space, where,
1: what platforms are you using to communicate and what are you finding is your most successful platform in
0: that space? So we, we've just got um, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, um, and obviously the website, we have an online store and we use, we also, um, send out, um, every couple of weeks, ae e-newsletter, we've got a, a database. Mm. Um, so yeah. in terms of social media platforms, I th- Facebook's still number one for us in terms of um, reach and engagement, mm-hmm. but Instagram is the fastest growing. Mm. And you've mentioned the word relationships a few times. So for you, is it you know really much more than just that communication? It's taking that into a relationship? You know, our shop staff are super friendly. And we're really proud of that. And Mm. um, they take pride in being good relationship builders as well Mm. Um, and really genuine, lovely people who... We make sure we pick really good people working. work yeah. here.
1: <laughs> well, you've done it well. Having been in the shop yeah, many right. times myself, it, you're always greeted with a smile. Yeah, they do an amazing they job. They really know their stuff too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, in the tourism is one of your, you know, communities you mentioned. And I suppose that having that those staff, the right staff there is incredibly important. Yeah. And whilst it might be a relationship only
0: for such a short period of time, the outcome of that can have quite big impact. I think so, yeah. And I think, you know... We're lucky at the moment to be um, number one of 22 things to do in Handorf and on TripAdvisor and we're really proud of that. Mm. Yeah, so
1: that obviously, and that reliability and trust goes back to what you were saying before when you're testing products and if you're not happy with it, then it doesn't go out. Yeah, that's right. So that's obviously a really important part of that process for you. It
0: is. I think, you know, our name's on it, you know, and that goes back to the family thing. Mm. you know i'm not s- someone who's working here for 5 years and then moving on to in my career to the next you know mm. it we've got our our, our you know reputation mm. um and plus we just it's it's pretty basic fact that if something tastes good you can tell your friend about it and you know like mm. it's you know if it if it's a good quality product then it's going to go well mm. you no know? yeah so, you know, you've sort of
1: touched on a few examples of storytelling as, as part of how you're communicating. I'm really in, interested in investigating the value of stories in, in communication. What are your thoughts on that? We're always
0: telling stories, and we use images to, to do that. We, we post photos of when we are kids, out in the strawberry patch, and, as an example, you know, um, and each of those tell a little story. There's no models on our, as you will notice, when, <laughs> I think my face is right there. But uh, there's no offence to anybody who's on our website. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, it, it's all, there's no beautiful lady, you know, yeah. putting to- butter on her, to- oh, sorry, jam on yeah. her toast. It's just real people who work here. Yeah. Um, all over our website and On our videos, and you know, like like last year we did a um, video to launch the strawberry season, Mm. and it was this we got the staff out in the patch and we're all a bit silly, yeah, holding signs up, you know, and so it was, it was, it's just us.
1: So, do you find as well that your community responds to those stories? Do you get
0: individual feedback around them? Sometimes, yeah, Mm. for sure. Yeah, we get, I mean, each of our our jars have got a story on them, Mm. you know, they're little quirky little things about that the staff member that the product is named after. And so we get emails all the time for, you know, dear Gary. (laughs) He gets the most. We're all a bit cross about that. Um, you know, dear Gary, oh, I love you, hot tomato chutney. Um, I really, you know, I, I can't remember what they say, <laughs> But they just love the product so much. They actually email and it's just so, so beautiful. And my daughter, um, Charlotte, she's she's now 11, but she's on the Blue Gum Honey and she has received four letters and that is, and one of them was from Germany. <laughs> I don't know. And that, like, Absolutely beautiful, you know, for her to get that. And yeah, yeah um, there are, there's such nice it, that it, it's so nice that people have, you know, gone to the trouble to write to her. I, and that's just lovely, you mm. know, people
1: are writing to that's
0: engagement. Yeah, it's just, it's really, it's really nice. And we always write back, yeah. you know, yeah. And we've got a policy too, to reply to every, you know, every email um, that, you know, if, if people contact us. Um, about one of our products, so you know, in response to because we sort of say on on each of the labels, Just send us an email, or mm. if people do, we always reply. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of nice little connection.
1: Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. And
0: that that is real, you know,
1: to to, and to write dear Gary. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he sort of he got he's been offered. Somebody asked if he was married. <laughs> <laughs> Not joking, but you know it was quite funny. Yeah, is he married? Mm. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
1: So if you for, if you're wanting Gary, he's off the market. Yeah, it's off the market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although on, on the source is on the market, but not Gary. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's brilliant. Mm. That's a really lovely level of of, yeah. of taking that story and, and yeah. engaging. Yeah, and
0: that. it's real. It's it's you know it, mm. it's that's that's why we're so lucky. It makes my job very easy mm. because it's 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 real mm. you know i'd hate to be looking after a brand that wasn't no and there are so many of them yeah you know you to force the yeah the so it's just it's just not authentic and mm. yeah I think you know and in those do you, have you ever had to
1: respond to negative feedback you know is that something you've had to face and, and what's your approach to that
0: Oh, we're just really honest and straightforward. So you know, mm. like I'd be talking to you, you know, mm. I'd just say, "Oh, really sorry to hear that." Gosh, what is it about it? Mm. We'll see what we can do, um, you know, or exp- try and explain it. Or mm. um, and I guess the other example is when we when we did change our labels that so, you know our we got emails and phone calls and saying, like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so we're just just really honest. And, oh, look, we needed to, you know, and and I I would I, overhear conversations with our. Um, Reception um, uh, staff saying, you know, I could hear what was happening in the phone call and by the end of the phone call the, the, the person was happy, yeah. you know, because they'd been listened to mm. and we'd explain why we did it. And mm. we're trying to, you know, take our brand beyond South Australia and, and we had to mm. appeal to a broader uh, yeah. section of the, of, of the market. Mm. And once once we took the time to explain it, people hopefully... Mm. You know, were still with us. Yeah, and I think that one of the really
1: important things you said there is, is we listened.
0: Yeah, it's just giving yeah.
1: customers that opportunity to be heard.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely, and it's it's common really isn't it? Yeah, but not
1: always doesn't happen. No, you know, no. people get busy or you know yes. for whatever reasons. But yeah. they don't yeah. necessarily always be heard. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sally, on our on this episode of Be the Drop, but. In conclusion, can you share with us Sally's be the drop tip, and that's your top communication tip?
0: I would say be authentic, and just through and through. And if something doesn't feel authentic or doesn't feel right, don't do it. Mm. Don't say it. You know, um, and because there's so much out there that you can that you can do, and um, I don't know, try and communicate. Mm. But if it's not really you, just it's not going to be consistent with your values and it's going, and people will tell. Um, So for us, 100%, it's about just being authentic. Mm. Fabulous. And I think you do it very well. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Thanks so much, Sal. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time.